It's May 28, 2021. The weather is shit. It is terrible. It is not. This is not what I signed up for. This is at not At the May. end of May, Mother Nature. <laughs> this is very fall-like. It's very football weather. It's not football season. I know. That's the problem. It's baseball <laughs> season. It's got seasons mixed up. Yeah. Well, how are you? Good. I mean, all things considering. Yeah, all things considering. I'm Jordan. I'm E. This is Chatter and Chill, where we sit and chill, literally, today. Yeah. It's quite cold, and we just talk about random things going on. Yeah. Uh, so, what's going on with Joy and Megan at The View? I don't know. I don't watch the show. You're missing out. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Kelly Clarkson is coming for Ellen DeGeneres' time slot. Interesting. Bill Cosby got denied parole. Uh, well, yeah. Kim Kardashian couldn't pass the bar exam. Who cares about Kim Kardashian? <laughs> Be nice. Gwen Stefani did an interview. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. Let's chatter and chill. Let's do it. So, um, on The View this week. During a discussion on anti-Semitism, Megan McCain and Joy Behar got into a very heated exchange. And as you know, it's a panel show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is designed that an issue is brought to the panel, mm-hmm. and then the ladies of The View give their view, their opinion on what's going on with the issue. And Megan and Joy always, always... Have very opposing views. But to start this whole thing off, Whoopi Goldberg, who is the moderator of the show, yeah, was attempting to go to break um, because it's for television. The show is for television, so they have to insert commercial breaks and whatnot. And Whoopi was attempting to go to break based on the timer because they only have so much time for a segment. Megan asked very shortly, why are you cutting me off? And Whoopi replied, we have to go. Why do you think I'm cutting you off? And it was really tense. Mm-hmm. They came back from break. Things seemed to calm down. Oh, okay. Megan was able to complete her thought. Oh, that's good. That's good. But then she said something to the effect of the media wasn't paying very much attention to anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just weren't paying attention to anti-Semitism. And Joy said that she resented that comment and said that she has been speaking about anti-Semitism for years on this show and many more years than Megan, who's only been on the show for four years. And Megan pointed that out. Megan agreed that she had been there for a longer time. And then Joy quipped back at Megan that she should respect that. Damn. Well, apparently ABC was getting bombarded from viewers with pleas to fire Megan McCain. Wow. And this is not the first time that it that she's like come under backlash. Yeah. And people want her gone. Yeah. The, the, the viewers, for whatever reason, do not gravitate to Megan McCain at all. Mm-hmm. So ABC was getting bombarded with these pleas. So production sources told TMZ that ABC News President Kim Godwin convened a virtual last minute meeting with the panel and the producers of the show. 
And she stated that the attacks on the show were getting too personal. They were not keeping it focused on the topics that they were debating. It was personal attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that she did not want the direction of the show to go that way. And reportedly, Megan left the meeting because she felt she was being personally, quote, attacked. Huh. ABC had no comment. I see. These kind of shows, I feel, rely on a sort of drama. Yeah. The general viewing. I mean, yes, there are some people who genuinely want to listen to debate. They want to listen to people discuss issues, debate issues. But for people who find that very boring, which I'm sure there is a large set of individuals in daytime TV demographics that do that, these kind of on-air spats give them something to look forward to. They want to tune in to see what is Megan going to say next? What is Joy going to say next? So in a way... It gives them like some sort of entertainment in their life when right. It's they an don't entertainment have, factor. Like that's their entertainment for the day. So, my view on the, my view on this, <laughs> my view on this is that one, if you take away that sort of drama, if you take away the passion that they have behind these issues, although yes, it does get personal then you might make the show boring and then viewers won't want to watch it all. Yeah. True. But on the other side, notice that once again, it's a show where we kind of, you don't see shows with men arguing with each other. No, Maybe you in, don't. It's women. Yeah. Like a lot of these the shows. The media that have at least the, focuses on that. The, a lot of these shows that have these like panel types, they're all women. And there's always, you know, pick your side, the nice girl or the mean girl. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't really have this type of thing with men, unless it's sports. Yeah, I have seen some heated commentary over some sports. Sports is for the men, entertainment's for the women, I feel like. Remember, though, that, okay, so The View is on ABC. And their competition for daytime would be the CBS copycat, The Talk. Oh, yep, 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 yep. And remember, there was a shakeup that happened there when there was a similar kind of a spat between Sharon Osbourne and Cheryl Underwood uh, regarding and race. It, that was the issue uh, that they were discussing. And Piers Morgan and the comments yeah, that I he made really about Meghan Markle. That one. <laughs> well, Again, Sharon's I don't really not on watch the... any of these shows. I know Osbourne, I think, is off. Yeah, she is, she is no longer on the talk. Okay, yeah, that's and nice. I, I don't really watch either show, but when I'm on YouTube, I catch the highlights of The View. I don't ever pay attention to the I talk. don't really watch any of these shows anymore. It'll be interesting to see. I just don't see ABC firing Meghan McCain. Also in daytime talk, Ellen DeGeneres' talk show ends its run next year, as we've mm-hmm. talked about before. And NBC has announced that in the fall of 2022... The Kelly Clarkson show will replace Ellen in that time slot. Well, that's a good thing that they already have like something in place for that time slot. Talk show ratings in general have taken a dive during the pandemic, which surprised me when I heard that. I know that there are many other ways that people consume their entertainment. Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Twitch, video games, Instagram facebook so it's not just linear television yeah but because so many people were home during the pandemic 
you yeah, would think daytime talk radio. People may not want to hear like kind of what's going on in the world. Like they may want to have like some sort of distraction. And Ellen was reeling from a series of scandals. Yeah. I believe that they had said that her ratings had actually gone down as a result of that. Yeah, I think so. I think there was talks of like because of everything going on, people just stopped watching. And Kelly Clarkson's ratings also went down during the pandemic, but she's not the only one. Many talk shows, many daytime shows went down in their ratings. In any event, um, because the ratings had taken a dive, there was a little uncertainty on how NBC would handle the situation in what they would do with Ellen's time slot. It's a very coveted time slot for daytime, lots of advertisers there. And they have decided that on their stations, Kelly Clarkson's talk show will replace Ellen DeGeneres. Hmm. So, all that going on in daytime talk. Yeah, jeez. You have some sports stories. I do have some sports stories. Joe West, he's an umpire for baseball. He broke the record for most games umpired in history. 68 years old. He umpired his 5,376th game. 5,000? 5,376 regular season games. I can't imagine umpiring one game. So he broke the record, which was held by Hall of Fame umpire Bill Clam, who had the record since 1941. He kind of one of those umpires that gets like, Oh, some backlash. Like some players like him, some players don't. Some managers like him, some managers don't. Okay, so the game that he made history on was Chicago White Sox versus St. Louis Cardinals. And the White Sox manager, Tony LaRusso, called West, quote, the perfect guy to set the record because he represents what a lot of umpires should be, end quote. West will kind of let these managers, like, talk out what their frustrations is but he doesn't let them go like super above a point because it feels like if they're gonna get to that point they're gone so he kind of likes to keep things mellow kind of likes to keep the game flowing here keep everything in order yep so the famous san diego chicken it's a mask you gotta look it up you gotta look up the san diego chicken (laughs) i love this mascot so presented (laughs) Came into the game, presented West with fake flowers before the top of the six inning got underway. And, you know, he was mostly cheered by the crowd when the video board at Guaranteed Rate Field, which is Chicago White Sox home field, announced the record. Kind of at the start, a lot of people were kind of booing that West was the umpire because, again, fans don't really like him. He seems to be a very polarizing figure. Per Wes's request, because he knew he was going to make history at this game, he requested the Oak Ridge Boys sing the National Anthem. There was a montage of mostly current and former umpires congratulating him. Garth Brooks was apparently in this montage, too. But yeah, like I said, he has a tendency to find the spotlight through his career. Joe West does. Uh, he once kicked out Washington Nationals general manager Mike Rizzo while Rizzo was watching the game from the upper deck. Jumping into a different sport here in the world of football, 
Kicker Adam Vinatieri, the NFL's all-time leading scorer, just announced he is officially retiring after 24 seasons. So he announced back on Wednesday on his good friend and former teammate Pat McAfee. He, you know, he has his own show. Uh, so he announced on Pat's show that he is retiring after 24 seasons of kicking in the NFL. He basically was, he told McAfee, again, his friend and former teammate with the Indianapolis Colts, said, quote, by Friday, if paperwork goes in, you heard it here first. Vinatieri is 48. He's a three-time Pro Bowl selection and a first-team All-Pro pick three times, scored 2,673 points, and made a record 599 field goals. For the New England Patriots during his first 10 years and then the Indianapolis Colts his last 14 years. He just did so much during his career. And again, he's considered a goat amongst kickers. Um, Very much I see in like five years from now when he is eligible for the Hall of Fame. He's going to join elite history because not that many kickers are in the Hall. I think... The guy he trails is like the only kicker I can think of that's a Hall of Famer. I see him potentially being a first ballot Hall of Famer in five years. Which pretty much cements his legacy. Yes. Somebody's legacy who's been tarnished is Bill Cosby. Oh yeah, very much tarnished. He was denied parole last month. The Pennsylvania Parole Board said that many factors go into deciding whether or not to grant parole. Yes. And they say one instance is that he didn't join a treatment program for sex offenders. He chose not to join that because he believes he's not guilty. Yeah. He also didn't create a parole release plan, nor did he get a positive recommendation from the Department of Corrections. Uh, His representative says that Cosby hopes the state Supreme Court will vacate his conviction altogether, which would give him a new trial. Good luck with that, Bill. Yeah, good luck for that. He's currently sentenced to three to ten years after the aggravated indecent assault of Andrea Constant in 2004. Also, in law, Kim Kardashian failed her bar exam. Her baby bar exam. Uh, baby she, bar. Uh, it, it's the, the bar exam you take after one year okay. of studying law. She has been trying to be a lawyer now for about a year. She unfortunately didn't make the passing grade on this entry-level bar exam. Mm-hmm. She can always try again, and she did let a fan know during a Q&A that she is preparing to take it again. Her father, of course, was a lawyer, Robert Kardashian, mm-hmm. member of the Dream Team in The People versus Orenthal James Simpson. The famed OG trial. But, Kim, don't give up. Best of luck. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Do I honestly really care that much? No. The very idea of her taking a bar exam, I never would have seen that coming. Nope. Uh, Gwen Stefani just gave an interview to Paper Magazine. Oh, cool. She, of course, is engaged to country singer Blake Shelton. I don't know anything about their politics or whatever. I don't care. I don't really care. Right, yeah. But because of the stereotype that he is from Oklahoma and a country singer. She was asked if she is a Republican now. 
To which she said she's not offended by the question because being a public figure, people ask you all kinds of questions. Yep. She did give a quote. She didn't really answer the question, but she said, quote, I can see how people would be curious, but I think it's pretty obvious who I am, unquote. Why does it matter? Yeah, honestly, why does it? When I, I don't look to Gwen Stefani for political advice. No. I look to Gwen Stefani for entertainment and... Music. Yeah, what what she wants to believe policy-wise is her... Exactly. Prerogative. I'm just here for the music. <laughs> Damn it. And a no doubt reunion would be great. That too. And with that, it's music magnitude. Woo, music magnitude. So, a couple of things I want to cover here. JoJo, speaking of the mid-2000s. Speaking uh, of artists that were big when we were kids. Yes. JoJo is back with a song called Creature of Habit. I've listened to it a couple of times. You actually just played it before we started recording, and I actually might go look it up on YouTube myself once I'm home. It seems to be very reminiscent of her earlier stuff. She's very much one of those artists that have, like, stayed in one particular lane instead of kind of veering to... But she excels at it. She does. She very much excels. She's at it. very good at where where she's at. Yes, she dominates that lane. Exactly, and that's kind of like the good thing for her is like she kind of knows like stay in this one lane. I mean, she's flirted with pop music and dance music as well, but mm-hmm. in R and B music, she's quite excellent in it. And you'll recall that she had some problems with her record label, so for many many years she couldn't release any music. Yep. Basically. The High Road album, which contained the smash hit Too Little Too Late, was her last album for a while because her record label refused to let her put out any new music. And she did not put any music out for close to 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say it was a good good chunk of time. So, new JoJo song out. I am very interested to hear uh, of an upcoming... She just put out an album... Not too long ago, and I enjoyed that, so I look forward to hearing that. Also, Olivia Rodrigo, as we discussed last week, put out her new album, Sour. What's your take? What's your take? Well, I've listened to the album at least seven or eight times straight through. (laughs) But I can tell you for sure my three favorite songs would be Brutal, Good For You, and Favorite Crime. Yes, I like driver's license too, but it's been a single I since know, January, so it's been played out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but good for you did hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Good. That would be her second number one hit. Let's go. So we oh, and she's going up against BTS this week for number one. I hope BTS loses. You better be careful. <laughs> I don't care you... about the BTS army. F*** all of them. F*** them trying to oh my God. rig things to get BTS to be number one. No, BTS does not deserve to be number one. You know, I give them credit, though. They have a very loyal fan base. Uh, yeah, but they crazy. Beyonce's fan base. But they f***ing crazy. <laughs> what do you got for music? All right, so... 
Mine is a slight throwback, kind of, I don't know. It's not as, not as much of a throwback as songs I've done in the past. It's Follow Your Air by Casey Musgrave, which came out in 2013. Now, there is a kind of a distinct reason why I really love this song, and there's a couple lyrics I kind of want to share. So, in the chorus, it basically says, so... Make lots of noise, hey, kiss lots of boys, yeah, or kiss lots of girls, if that's something you're into. And then she says in the bridge, say what you think, love who you love, because you just get so many trips around the sun. Yeah, you only, only live once. I kind of like that lyric. Yeah. So many trips around the sun would be so about So this years. was the third single off of her debut folding studio album titled Follow Your Arrow. And it says, goes through the double standards of life with the inspirational message of doing whatever you want despite what others, what other people say or think. That's a constant battle I put up with. Yeah. I'm a people pleaser by nature, so I'm usually living for other people. I'm never living and for myself. Yeah, and she said in a Spotify interview, quote, it's funny because no matter what side of the coin you're on, gay, straight, left, right, black, white, anything, I mean, there's always going to be opposing opinions. Society's going to have an opinion either way. I mean, you're never going to make society completely happy, end quote. Damn right. So it is it is a country song. I personally am not a huge country fan, but... You used to be. Cases. Just saying Phases. You were, you were jamming to some Phil Vassar back in the day. That's because I grew up on country. <laughs> it was kind of like shoved down my throat here. Just like it is at work. Anyway, besides <laughs> the point. Yeah. It's a it's a good song. It's got some good lyrics. Well, today's Friday. It is Friday, and that means we have our feel good Friday story. What you got for us? So J.J. Watt, who got signed this offseason by the Arizona Cardinals, has a new signature shoe coming out, and it's going to honor the late Pat Tillman. So this his latest signature shoe from Reebok was revealed Tuesday morning and will honor the late Pat Tillman. So Pat Tillman played for the Arizona Cardinals and then obviously served... Entered the army, I think it was, served the country, went to Afghanistan, where unfortunately he lost his life. He's still very much remembered, still very much honored uh, across the league. JJ got permission from Pat's widow on doing the shoe here, and obviously his widow was very appreciative of JJ doing this in pat's honor but uh that is my feel good friday story for this week story that made you feel good yes well on that note i'm jordan i'm e hope you enjoyed this presentation (laughs) (laughs) hope you enjoyed this week of a what there was random stuff going on yeah that's that's just how we do it yeah we'll see you at next week friends we we shall see we're out we're out